This is Tuesday, June 22nd. As the people of God were in the wilderness, the Lord had a serious problem. How can you communicate with hundreds of thousands of people at the same time? This was long before modern sound systems, and that time in the wilderness was thousands of years before computer technology, cell phones, or texting. But God needed to call forth the people and direct them to move in their tribes. There were times when he wanted to call them to battle, and other times when he wanted to call the people together for a festival or for worship. So how was he going to do this? Here's our text today from Numbers 10, verse 1 to 7. The Lord said to Moses, Make two trumpets of hammered silver and use them for calling the community together and for having the camps set out. When both are sounded, the whole community is to assemble before you at the entrance to the tent of meeting. If only one is sounded, the heads of the clans of Israel are to assemble before you. When a trumpet blast is sounded, the tribes camping on the east are to set out. And at the sounding of a second blast, the camps on the south are to set out. The blast will be a signal for setting out. To gather the assembly, blow the trumpets, but not with the signal for setting out. Now God asked Moses to have silver trumpets made to be used to signal the people. There would be two of them, and they would use a variety of sounds to send signals to the people. Now growing up, my father was involved in amateur radio. He was what is affectionately called a ham. As a young boy, he learned to repair radios and later completed a degree in electrical engineering. He and his father and brother all became licensed radio operators. My dad put his radio in my bedroom, so I had the privilege of watching him work. He would use his radio to speak with people all over the world, from Russia and China to his own father living in Virginia. It was fascinating to see how it all worked. Now, many times he would not be communicating using voice, but with Morse code, a series of dots and dashes sent over the radio waves to send a message. Just with two simple sounds, one a short dit and the other a long da, any message could be communicated and understood. In a way, this is the way the two silver trumpets worked. Having two meant that sounds could com be combined or mixed to create different messages. Think of how simple and rudimentary this is. But it was very effective. And the Lord knows his people need to be gathered and sent out. Now these two silver trumpets were straight, and they were about 18 inches in length. They could be played in different tones based on the way lip, lips vibrate under pressure. Now think of the times when this would be cri critical. If the people were under attack, they could be assembled to protect one another. At times of national remembrance, the people could be gathered to celebrate together. Now as we talk about this today, it may seem mundane, but think about how much we as a people need to be gathered and united. We're lacking a singular message in the land to call us together. We're divided into factions 
and there's no source of unity, no means of really gathering us, no unifying message. This is an immense national problem. I remember my father telling us what happened the day after Pearl Harbor. Thousands of people showed up, answering the call to protect the nation. It was a call everyone seemed to hear, and many responded. To be at war was a horrible tragedy, but that moment of need revealed a national unity that hadn't been seen for decades. That is a deeper question. What does it take to unify a people? The tribes of Israel might have gone their separate direction, and later in Israel's history, the nation did split apart. How is it possible to hold people together and produce true unity? Now, in the world, there are basically only three major ways for people to cohere, to unite them. First, it could be done by force. This is what Pharaoh did in Egypt, and many other nations like Rome were able to do this too. Pharaoh could hold a people together with power and might, and the weak, well, they couldn't resist. They had no hope of rebellion because they were powerless. But there's a second way. A second way is that you can pay people to get along. Businesses have learned this way to, to accomplish unity, and some countries buy loyalty with handouts. But Israel never had might nor money. And this is not God's way anyway. The third way is through covenant agreements. God entered into covenant with his people, bringing them together on the basis of his promise. This country, the United States, came together by common agreement. It was a covenant, not a perfect union, for sure, but a covenant. And indeed, it reflects this third way. This means that the country will likely hang together as long as there's an awareness of and a living in that covenant. We find the covenant reflected in the founding documents of the nation. Now, this is helpful for us because we stand in the new covenant made by Jesus in his blood when he gave his life for us at the cross. This is the basis for the unity that we as Christians experience every day. It's Jesus and his sacrifice that holds us all together. It is this sacred divine promise that binds us to the Lord himself and to each other as brothers and sisters in Christ. You see, we have a better message than the silver trumpets today. We have the word of God given to us through which he instructs us and leads us toward the fullness of life in his kingdom. Let's pray. Sovereign God, we know that all power rests in you. You created us and all things, but you've come to us in covenant love, not with coercion or force or power. Your love is based upon your promise to your people in Jesus to redeem us and include us in your kingdom. Give us, we pray, a renewed sense of life in your kingdom and under your lordship and in your care. For we pray in your name. Amen.